0: Awesome. Well, this evening, it is my honor and privilege to introduce this incredible mighty couple. I've had the honor of hearing them twice already since i have been here to our youth and young adults. They've got an incredible testimony, testimonies really, how the Lord has used them and is using them in Mexico. And it's just amazing just to see this powerhouse couple, I just want to honor you guys for what you carry, and so Church, can we um, give it up, a clap of hands for Alana, fellows I come to minister tonight. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. How are you guys? We're so excited to be here with you. I'm so excited for what the Holy Spirit will do. Are you guys ready? Awesome. Awesome. Should we pray? Uh, I'll 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 do it in Spanish, and um, she'll translate for me. Señor Jesús, gracias, Señor.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do today. Thank you that you are here. And thank you that you are going to move.
0: Eres muy fiel.
1: You are so faithful. No podemos hacer
0: nada sin ti Espíritu we Santo. We cannot
1: do anything without you Holy Pero Spirit.
0: Tu pueblo en esta noche
1: ya,
0: ya pidió más.
1: We ask for
0: more. We
1: ask for more of your presence.
0: Que incremente
1: que incre- la
0: llenura de tu Espíritu that Santo. you
1: increase the, the move of your spirit.
0: Oro para que esta palabra
1: I pray that this word
0: pueda tocar cada corazón.
1: Can touch every heart.
0: Que podamos ser transformados a través de word palabras, Espíritu Santo. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Your fire is what transforms.
1: Tu presencia,
0: Señor, es la que the light of your Holy Spirit brings freedom. todas las tinieblas. The light
1: of your Holy Spirit is what casts out all darkness.
0: Honramos tu presencia en este lugar. We
1: honor your presence this
0: place and
1: we give you this place este es tu lugar. this is your place Para que
0: hagas lo que quieras, so Señor. that
1: you can do what you want to Así do que estamos listos. and we are ready Tú
0: puedes decir,
1: you can say
0: Estoy listo, Espíritu Santo. you
1: can say I am ready Holy Spirit
0: Ven. Ven. come come, come. Ven. say come Ven. Holy Spirit, invite Spirit. Him. Mm. Profundo, Señor, more deeper Lord Mas deeper, deeper.
1: Thank you, Lord.
0: In
1: the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Ah.
0: Ah, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Uh, It took me a couple of planes to get here, (laughs) and um, a couple of hours, and I'm so excited to come from the other side of the world just to share a little bit with you guys, and um, I feel feel, feel this is home. Uh, This is my home. And, um, and um, we want to share with you um, a, a, a little bit of what the Lord has been speaking to us through the, the last couple of seasons that we've been. And we've been, uh, in this message, we've been through a lot of conversations together. And um, we want to share with you what the Holy Spirit has been building up in our house, in our, house, in our lives, and in our hearts. Yeah and and we and i hope this message will will encourage you and i know that the lord sometimes have to shake shake us to keep building and um, um yeah so you ready
1: yeah awesome is it okay if we share together like this yeah, yeah. we love to minister together it's our joy um, and Just like Pablo said, this is a a teaching that our spiritual, one of our spiritual parents gave us probably like four or five months ago. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you go to church in the morning or you come to church in the evening and you go home and you're like, oh, what did the preacher say? It happens, right? Raise your hand if it happens to you. We know it does. Yeah, it's all right. Um, But this message, we have been talking about this for months and months because it's really deeply impacted our hearts. And I was asking the Lord, I'm like, okay, Lord, like, I, I thought we'd be sharing lots of testimonies about miracles and healings and just all the ways that God's moving in ministry. Like, are you sure, Lord, that this is what you want us to share? And then this morning when I was sitting in church, I saw that I will build. And I, I understood why the Lord wanted us to share this message today, because um, I understand this is kind of the, the theme for this year, is it? Yeah, that's an amazing thing, building the church. And I felt like the Lord wanted to talk to the why behind the what. Because it's a very important question of why will I build? And so we're in full-time ministry. Like, we have the absolute blessing and privilege to spend all of our time working for the Lord. And I know that everyone in this room, in some capacity, is serving God. And maybe you only get to be able to do that a couple of hours a week, or maybe you share Jesus with your workmates. So we're, we are in the same boat. Like we all are ministers of the gospel. And so today we're gonna to talk to you guys about the challenge that we've had of the position of our heart when we are serving the Lord and when we are building His kingdom. So we're gonna to go to Romans 8:15 to 17. Just give you guys a second to scroll through your phones, get your Bibles out. Okay. So it says So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. So today we're going to talk about what it means to be a co-heir with Christ. What it means to be a son of God. And when I say son, we say sons and daughters. It's a lot easier in Spanish. You can just say hijos, and it covers sons and daughters. But when we're talking about being sons of God, we're, we're talking about, if men can be the bride of Christ, we can hear being a son of, of talking about being sons. And so what does it mean to be a true son? Um, a true son embraces the blessing and the responsibility that comes from a correct relationship with the Father, just as Jesus did. Because as we are followers of Christ, we are following Him to be more and more like Him. And I don't know about you, but I am absolutely nowhere near being like Jesus. So I've got a lot of work to do, but I will spend my lifetime like walking to be more and more like Jesus. And I think an absolute key in this is to understand the relationship that Jesus had with his Father in heaven. Because he walked knowing absolutely who he was as a representation of the Father here on earth. And Jesus walked knowing what his responsibility was. From the beginning of his ministry, from the day he opened up the scroll and read from Isaiah, he knew that that responsibility would take him to the cross. And he was like, I will take this responsibility because I will build the kingdom. He understood that. But he also lived in absolute perfect unity with his Father. And he understood the love of his Father. Like, I hope to continue to understand more and more. We both shared this morning that we had impacting times when we encounter the love of the Father. And that's how Jesus walked. Jesus walked as someone who understood his responsibility in the kingdom to work and to build, but also understood the blessings he received. I mean, walking on water has got to be a wonderful blessing to receive, but like, I would really enjoy doing that. And so that's where, that's where Jesus walked. And as a co-heir with Christ, that's how we want to learn to walk. And so I'm sure many of you know the story of the prodigal son like it's a pretty it's a parable that Jesus shared it's in Luke 15 11, if you wanted to read it later and and it talks about two sons actually we often focus on the prodigal son the one that that left his father but there is another son in the story and he also had a hard time representing his father so the prodigal son was someone who who received the blessing. He, he understood that he was blessed to be a son, but he grabbed that blessing and he kept it to himself and he walked away with it. He didn't understand what it meant to take responsibility in his father's work. And then the other son, he was a great worker, but he didn't understand what it meant to have the blessing and the love of his father. And so there you have two pictures of two sons who both missed the point of what it meant to represent their father. So what about us? Like, what does that mean? So like, Emmy, I don't know if you guys have seen our little daughter running around. She looks a lot like us. Like, she's got my hair. She's got his face. Like, and we really hope she grows up to be someone who represents us well. Like, whether we like it or not, like, she carries who we are, because she just absolutely looks like us. And we're so excited to see who she grows to be. And so our hope as parents is that she will grow to be someone who understands like the kingdom and what it is to build and and will represent not just her earthly parents, but her heavenly father well.
0: And as sons and daughters of the king, we are doing the same. Like the way that we live, we are representing Jesus anywhere and everywhere that we are going. People is seeing us, and uh, that's a part of the challenge of the message. Is like, um, are, are we looking like Jesus? Yes, your faces are uh, smiling. You guys are so nice and beautiful people. But um, are we carrying the the character of Jesus Christ in the way that we live in the way that we're living? And are we, yeah, I'm not going to move on there
1: yet. Yeah. So um, to be able to embrace the blessing, like you have to be free. You have to be free from condemnation, free from shame, because those are the things that that stop us from understanding the love of the Father. Um, And what happens when we we aren't, because here's the thing, we work in ministry full time. And if you've ever worked in ministry, ever worked in the church, you know that, Sometimes you can fall into a trap of working because you're just working. Because that's just what you do. Because that's like what it means to be a Christian is you turn up to church on Sunday. You serve every couple of weeks. You tick off the boxes. But that's not relational. Like that's that's just an action. That's just a movement. But the Bible says that the Lord looks at our hearts. Man sees the outside, but the Lord looks in us. And so that's what we're, we're talking about. This to ourselves, we talk about this a lot because we can so easily serving every day. And like some days, our days were long. Like we would be doing like twelve-hour days, you know, long days. We are serving the Lord, but where is your heart? What is the condition of your heart when you are doing that? And so we have we have walked alongside people who. And we ourselves have been in seasons of we can work and work and work, but actually we struggle to receive the blessing because we feel like we have to work to receive that blessing. And that is the mindset of an orphan because an orphan has to have defend themselves, has to always be fighting for their own needs. And so when they're given something like a blessing— they grab it because they're so scared that they'll lose it straight away, and they don't understand what love is in terms of a loving father who wants to keep giving. And so the prodigal son had that attitude because he was like, I'm going to grab my inheritance, and I'm going to go, because he didn't understand the incredible like, joy of getting to work with his father. Is this making sense? Like, is, this, is this good? Okay. So I want to share um, uh, like how I learned this lesson. So I was here five years ago. It was the last time that I was in New Zealand. And when I was last here, I was single. Didn't think I was going to get married. I was like, oh, maybe that's not for me. Like, it would just be me and Jesus. It will be cool. It will be a good time. And I went back to Mexico and I met Pablo the next day. So... <laughs> That's not the point of the story. (laughs) And so we met, we fell in love, we got married, and I was so excited to bring my husband to my country. I don't know if, like, a lot of couples, if you've grown up in different towns, it's so special to be able to share your hometown with your significant other. And it's even more so when you're coming from a different culture, like there is so much that I, you, can't, you can't explain the entirety of a culture, the entirety of a country to someone. They have to experience it. And it's been so fun having Pablo here, because he's like, oh man, like this is really interesting that you do things like this, or that things look like this, or that the roads are this, or that the footpath are straight, or you know, no, <laughs> you don't. No in Mexico you have to like, the- the in roads. Mexico, like the footpath is like you're walking here and then you climb up here and then you're going around a ditch and is and this really enjoying like the straight footpaths, that's like, pretty exciting guys. All the recycling, like the level of recycling here is like, whoa. But I had wanted to share this with my husband like four years ago after we got married, um, but we got married in January 2020. I don't know if much, many of you guys remember what happened around that time. <laughs> and so for some reason, we just couldn't come back to New Zealand. Like, and that was quite a while that the doors were just literally not open for us to come. And, and I cried probably every couple of months because I was like, I really, I wasn't expecting to not be going home for so long. So had a few tears about it. And then the doors opened up. <laughs> And I was like, awesome, the Lord's going to help us get to New Zealand. And one year went by, and then another year went by. And I'm like, come on, Lord, like this year. And so I was in this season of just like waiting. So we, we are fully dependent on the Lord for all of our finances. And we're so thankful that you guys are a part of, of how the Lord gives to us. So when we're like, oh, we want to go and do this, what we're saying is like, Lord, like we'd love to do this, and we know it will only happen if you bless it, because um, I don't know if you know, it's quite expensive to fly around the world, <laughs> um, and so, especially last this last about a year ago, I was just honestly getting quite frustrated with God. I was like, God, this is not. I'm a youngest child, so I'm like very big on justice, and. The Lord often has to remind me that my viewpoint of justice isn't always right. <laughs> and so I, I, was, I was starting to see, it's like really becoming a really big hurdle in my heart. Because I was like, Lord, like, I know you can do this. Like, I have no doubt and faith that you can bring us to New Zealand. So why aren't you? And then, so we're a part of a team, probably like 20 people in our core team, like half a Mexican, half are from other places, you know, COVID finished and everybody else started to get to go home and visit their family. And and so I was like listening to people being like, oh yeah, I'm going to go visit home. And then I was like, oh, that's so exciting. And then, you know, six months to a year later, they're like, oh, I'm going again for this reason. I'm just like, wow, that's real cool. (laughs) So I was just like, I was really, like, it was really like a big struggle in my heart. And, And I was really like, Lord, this is not fair. Like, it's not fair. And like, I deserve this was what I was saying, which is very dangerous territory with the Lord. And so I was in that place of being like, I deserve this blessing, like I should have it because I am, I gave up my life for you, I left my country behind, like I've been serving all, like full time and I'm just like, okay Jesus, like what's going on? And then the real kicker for me was they had this beautiful, like the most encouraging um, couple and they were going to celebrate their 40th anniversary. And she came up to me one day and she's like, Alana, you'll never guess what, we've just booked our tickets to go to New Zealand. And I'm just like, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm just like, that's really great, like wonderful news, have a good time. And then I went home and I was just like, this is so unfair. <laughs> So guys, you just, this, is my, this is my selfish part that I'm sharing with you this evening. And so I really had a conversation with the Lord and I was like, Lord, like, what is going on? And in His kindness, He doesn't give in to my complaints. I'm very thankful for that. And He, he reminded me that He'd never actually told me that I would get to go home. When He called me to the mission field, there was nothing in fine print saying, every two to three years, I'll let you visit your home country. He just said, come, and I said, yes, and that was, that was it. There was no, there was no like, contractual thing. And then I had the even deeper realization, which convinced me, was that actually, I can't do anything to make up for what Jesus has already done for me. I deserve nothing from him. There is nothing that I can claim from him. And I was such the prodigal son in that moment because I was like, "This is my inheritance. I should have it." And actually, Jesus is like, "I've already given you everything. Like, you, you don't work and then deserve something, because there's nothing. You can work your whole life 24/7 till the day you die, and you will never make up for what I did for you on that cross. It's like an ouch moment. <laughs> um, and so and so I repented, and I said, I'm sorry, Lord, for complaining about something that I had absolutely no right to. And then I was like, Lord, it is a joy to work for you. It is a joy to build your kingdom. Like It is my absolute privilege to say, I will build, and I'm working for you because I know that I am your daughter. I'm not working for you for a prize at the end of the road. I'm not working for you because of the promises you gave me. I'm working for you because I believe that your kingdom will transform the lives of people, and it's my joy to be a part of it. So like I, there were many areas of my life that I was living as a true son, but in this particular area, the Lord needed to work on me and He needed to make me wait and get to a point of frustration that He could deal to that selfishness that was in my heart. And, and He did. And although I was in the same actions, I, was ser- I never changed the way I served. I never changed the way I was like, interacting. But, but it changed something like, in my heart about how I was asking God about coming to New Zealand. And it really wasn't that long after that revelation that someone kindly blessed us with the money to come here. And it is just so in his timing and so in his season. And so I had a deep lesson about understanding what it means to embrace the blessing of a father who loves you and the responsibility and the joy of working with Him. And that it's not, if I work, I get the blessing. It's that it's my joy to work with Him because I want to represent my Father. And then because He is my good and loving Father, He blesses me. And so sometimes it's time to start thinking about in your heart, are there areas of your heart that you are not living as a true son? Are there areas of your heart where you're demanding God for blessing that he hasn't actually promised you because you feel like if you work then you'll earn it. I hand it over to you.
0: Yeah. Amen. Who says amen to that? Aquiver? Yeah. All right. We're gonna Yeah. We're gonna go to Galatians four twenty eight to thirty one. Galatians four, twenty eight and thirty one. Thanks so much for sharing, that was, that was good. So, and you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. But you are now being persecuted by those who want you to keep the law, just as Ishmael, the child born by human effort, persecuted Isaac, the child born by the power of the spirit. But what do the scriptures say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the free woman's son. So dear brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman." It's very powerful. I, I, really, I really love this verse because we've been born on the, in the spirit. And um, I share a little bit of my journey in the morning, but I'm just going to share with you guys uh, I'm just going to be very honest. Are you guys ready to be honest? Yes. Awesome. Um, I, I've been building the church for um, more than 11 years in the worship team. I used to be a worship leader. Uh, yeah, kind of 15. Um, and I I grew up in church. I received the Holy Spirit when I was a kid. I joined the meetings. I attend church, never missed any any of uh, Sundays of the year, and I worked really hard for the Lord, really, really hard. And, um, but after working, 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 I realized that I became the, the oldest son. It's the oldest, right? The oldest son that lived in the house. Um, not the one that left, not the prodigal, but the other one that stayed in the house. I worked for Jesus many, many years. I did everything that he asked me to do. I learned how to prophesy. I learned, I learned, I've learned how to ministry. I, I've learned how to disciple and um, do evangelism. But um, even when I received Jesus in my heart, there was some, something on the foundations of my heart that I didn't realize, that I didn't get a deep revelation of the love of the Father in my life. And sometimes when we get busy on the day by day, on the daily life. and with all the busy things that we do. We just say yes to the Lord, and we started building. And I've, I've realized that I was building not on, the, on, the, on Jesus Christ foundation. I was, I was building my own. And I get to the point that like this is probably was automatic about to happen, which is I end up leaving church because I was broken. I was uh, angry, and um, I was uh, upset with everybody, and I just left. And I, I realized that um, the Lord didn't did anything to me. I was angry with everybody, because I realized that when I said yes to the Lord, I started serving and saying yes to everything. And because I, I, in, inside of my heart, I wanted to please God. But because the foundation of my heart wasn't love, I ended up pleasing my leaders. I end up pleasing others, and I, I started saying yes to everything. So I left church, I uh, stopped going to church, I left my community, I started living by myself, and um, after working and working, because I am a nurse, I, um, I realized, the Holy Spirit still was inside of me even when I wasn't going to church. Even when I stopped my relationship with the Lord, the Holy Spirit was inside of me. And it took me a couple of months to realize that. So the Holy Spirit gave me a dream that I was going in a bus during the night to the north of Mexico. And I was like, what? I'm not somebody that dreams frequently. So that day I stopped. And I, I knew that it was God telling me something, but I didn't know what was it. Because I didn't have plans to move anywhere. So I started praying again. I started praying again. And the Holy Spirit started convicting me that I needed to change the the way that my journey in my life. So my um my previous pastor when I was sixteen years old, she con she contacted me and she said, Hey, how's it going? Hey, I've heard that you're not going to church anymore. It's like, Yes, I'm not going to it's, do you, what happened? is like, ah, uh, you know, the same things, always problems, always gossip, I'm, I'm done of that. So one of the things that I, that I realized uh, through our, our, our season by uh, understanding this is like when somebody that doesn't understand the, the love of the Father is going to always complain about everything in church. Somebody that embraces the blessing but it doesn't embrace the responsibilities. I was I was I was that one that I just sat in church. I was happy with the community, but I I have too much I had too much free time, so I had a lot of time for complaining about everything. Like I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. But um when the Lord gave me the, the, this dream and I started praying, so uh, my, my previous pastor contacted me. She invited me to a school of missions. So I took a, a, I left everything that I, where, where I used to live, and I um, I took a 17 uh, hours uh, bus driving to the north of Mexico. I called my parents. I said, "The Lord is telling me to go to Reynosa, Mexico." And my dad is like, "Are you sure you want to go to Reynosa? Do you know what's going on there?" It's like. I've heard some things, but the Lord told me to go, so I have to go. And he was like, "All right, if the Lord told you, He's gonna protect you." So, 17 hours, and during the, during the the, the the bus, I started realizing that this. That was the dream that the Lord told me that I was going to the north and I started getting excited. And then I started saying, yeah, I'm going to go to the School of Missions. And after that, I'm just going to go to the U.S. I'm going to swim and I'm going to be in the other side and I'm going to make a lot of money because that's what most most of the Mexicans think about things about the U.S. So I'm just going to just I'm just going to I have I have my own plan. And with my grown reasons, I went what the Lord uh, asked me to do. So I went there and um, I had a, the deepest encounter, the clearest, the, the most beautiful encounter with Jesus that I ever had in my life in this school of missions. And the Lord transformed me. The Lord cleansed me. The Lord um, purified me. The Lord, uh, the, the Lord changed the way that I was thinking, I was totally different. The Lord called me to be a missionary. Even when I got, I got prophesied when I was 16 years old that the Lord was about to send me to the nations. And um, I got delivered from, from pornography. I got delivered from depression. I got delivered from anxiety. I got delivered from the uh, spirit of orphan. So um, even, when I, even when I was building the church, I didn't have a deep revelation of what a truly truly son of God means. A true son of God is. Until I receive it. And that really changed my life forever. But I, get, I needed to get to the point that I, wa- I was struggling with my life. So, um, yeah, that was, that's how I got a missionary. And she was my Connect group leader. And so probably you can figure out the rest of the story.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so... So it comes back to the question of, why do we build? Like, where is the position of your heart? Are you building because you are a slave or are you building because you are a son? And maybe there's parts of your life where you are fully understanding that you are a son, but maybe like both of us, there are parts of your life where you are still functioning as a slave. Because if a, if a son goes and does something for his father, he represents his father. Like to the people that he talks to, he represents his father. A slave is just doing his master's bidding and getting it done as fast as he can so he can go back home. So why do you build? Do you build because you're a son and you understand the vision and the purpose of your father. And it excites you to build his kingdom. It excites you to see people's lives transformed because of the kingdom of heaven. And because you're just in that place of joy of working, like you know who you are and so you receive the blessings your father gives you.
0: And um, sometimes while we're ministering, um, we are going with the Holy Spirit, and we want to see God moving. And sometimes, the more that we work, we are getting tired in our flesh and in our minds. And we are getting to the point as Lord, we we can't keep doing this. You, you are in control of, of everything. And sometimes, as human beings, we pray for people, and we ask them that they can be filled with the love of God. But sometimes, I... I wasn't loving people. I was there, I was obedient to my calling, I was struggling with the heat, a very, very dangerous place, and I was praying for people. But I was like, you love them, because I'm really tired. Uh, you feel them, uh, you do what you want, and, and I, just, I can be here, I can be here small bridge. But the Lord didn't call us to do that. The Lord didn't call me to do that. The Lord called me to love them personally, connect with them hear them walk in the through their struggles and feel the same frustrations that they have in life and we can represent christ for them and we can see christ in them as well
1: and and that's what it means to be a kohe with christ is to do the work like he did the work like he is our model like he is he is who you want to be like and so Um, If it's okay with you guys, we'd love to pray with you this evening, because I'm pretty positive that in this room, there are people who are working really hard, but they can't receive the blessing from the Lord, and that will, as Pablo said, it will drag you to a bad place, because we have to be understanding who we are as sons to be able to walk this and. Do this work of building the kingdom till the day we die. Like, people ask us, are you going to retire to New Zealand? And we're like, we don't really plan on retiring. Like, we are just we might change the pace that we're doing the work, but I want to keep serving the Lord until my body no longer allows me to. And to do that, I have to know that the position of my heart is as a daughter, not as a slave, because... I'm pretty sure the lifespan of a slave is a lot less than the lifespan of a daughter. Yeah? Like, this is real, guys. Like, and you might be like, oh, I'm not a missionary. I don't spend all my time working. Like, if you are in this room and you love the Lord, like, you are a minister of the gospel. Like, you are, you are, you are the person that God has sent into, to minister to the people in your world. You are the representation of your Father in heaven. So then you have to ask yourself, am I really functioning like a son? And then there's also people who, when you listen to this, you're getting a little bit of conviction in your heart like I did. And you're like, I am treating God like a vending machine. And I press some buttons and I pray some prayers and I get what I want. And then I just go on with my life. But you know that he has called you to more. You know that he has called you to build his kingdom. But it has to come from the right position of heart. And so if either of those things that is touching your heart right now, I don't know if the worship team can come up and help us here, but if if any of those things are touching your heart right now and you're like I know that I am not like a son in this area of my life. I'm not like a son. I'm not like a daughter. And I, I want to give this to the Lord. I want to let him work on this. I want to let him shape this so I can look more like Jesus. Then we wanna pray with you tonight.
0: And, and we all are growing in this in, in, in this word, that we are sons. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I, re- I received this <laughs> word in ministry like 10 years ago and, and I get it. But the more that we are sharing together, when you share with somebody about what it actually means being a son of God, you grow on the understanding. Yeah. And we all can pray together. And we all can ask the Holy Spirit that that revelation can really get inside yeah. of our, our, our yeah. spirits, our minds, and our beings to really build what He asked us to build. Yeah.
1: Amen? Amen. So let's all just stand to our feet. And if this, if this has really touched your heart, and you know that the Lord is asking you to respond, we just invite you to come, and we're gonna pray. And we're gonna pray together because we're on this journey too, and there's areas of our lives that still don't look like Jesus because, well, that's a long journey of looking like Jesus. But we're just gonna pray, and just as we're praying, like please, if this is touching your heart, if you know that you need to surrender parts of your life, that are acting like a slave that are acting like an orphan then please come to the
0: front Lord
1: Jesus we give you thanks
0: thank you for your word sin el Santo,
1: thank you for what we say in
0: Spirit sin el Santo, that without
1: the Holy Spirit
0: no hacer nada. we
1: cannot do anything
0: para poder caminar sin ver.
1: We, see,
0: necesitamos el Espíritu Santo. Queremos ser transformados we por el Espíritu
1: Santo. Queremos Spirit. tener
0: un encuentro profundo. We want
1: an encounter that is deep.
0: Y esta es la noche que tú
1: escogiste. Para que
0: podamos recibir más libertad. So that libertad. we can
1: receive more.
0: Porque hay más libertad. Hay más sanidad. Hay, hay más liberación. Hay más poder en el there Espíritu Santo. the Holy Spirit let the fire of the Holy Spirit fill this place let the fire of the Holy Spirit
1: transform every person Holy Spirit you are the only que puede
0: convencernos. That can convince us. Que puede mostrarnos. That can show us. Así que nos presentamos delante de ti. When we present ourselves before con you. Con nuestros corazones abiertos. With our hearts open. Para decir señor ven y él examina. Come, ven y mira.
1: Come, come and see.
0: Here we are Santo. Aquí estamos. Estamos Estamos listos. We are ready for you and we have to be vulnerable. And you guys are so vulnerable to step into the front. You guys are so vulnerable. And God is looking for brave people to say yes to him. And it doesn't matter if you're called to the mission field or not. You are called to be a son of God anywhere that you are in the world.
1: Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and His love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us.
0: Amen. let us reflect you
1: jesus let us show the father to those around us let us be a representation of who you are jesus holy spirit we invite you to hold a mirror in front of us and show us where we need to be more like a son lord we just break off any spirit of slave mentality in the name of yes. Jesus, any any part of us that doesn't understand the love of the Father and the joy of the work, we tell it to go now in Jesus' name.
0: If the ministry team wants to help us, we're going to start praying for people.